Everybody's supersonic racing Try to keep your feet right on the ground When you're supersonic racing There's no time to look around We're just supersonic racing Running to the point of no return Hello, this is Josh and welcome to Nintendo Nostalgia um, Episode 162 We are back and we are playing with power I'm here with my co-host Ryan Black How are you doing tonight? I'm doing good, man. I am staying alive. Uh, I'm working a lot. I'm training some new trainees at work. Uh, so that's fun. Um, I got a different position. Uh, unexpectedly got a different position at work and got a raise. And, and so I thought I was going to be leaving the job I was at. Um, but I'm sticking around for at least another year and uh, getting some training and for manager and things like that. So I can take that into my future. So um, it's cool because I was kind of stuck where I was and I wasn't progressing anywhere. And I was like, you know what? I just need to leave here and, and pursue something else. Uh, but things opened up, and I start. I'm, you know, opened up my opportunities for learning here where I am. So, and I'm good at what I do there. I just kind of have ad- outgrown what I knew in doing it day in day out. You know, I wasn't really progressing and getting better with my life. But you know, things are looking up. Uh, I've got you know better pay, better hours, and uh, I'm looking forward to getting this manager training down and uh, and just seeing what life where life takes me from here. But uh, how are you doing, man? Not too bad. That all sounds good. I'm glad you got a new position there. I know what it's like to feel stuck, kind of in a rut. Um, so I'm praying I get out of that sometime this year myself. Um, be great to step into something I'm really passionate about. So at least I get to do this, though. So it is all good. Um, but yeah, just looking forward to some stuff coming up. I won't talk too much about it here since we're getting ready to go into our next section here. So we will go ahead and go into what we were radical rexing about. All right, I will go ahead and let you go first this time, Ryan. What is going on? Okay, um, so my one of my housemates has been bugging me to get into Warframe. Um, now it doesn't have crossplay yet. They're working on that. Um, after they did the last major expansion uh, across all the games, uh, now they're working on getting that crossplay up and working. And so I'll be able to to hop in with him and, and play once that that gets going because he plays on PC. I play on Switch. And um, I'm really comfortable with the controls, um, motion controls. I had to turn those on, uh, but once I got those on, like aiming was great, and uh, I, I like it so far. Um, the, graphically, it's got some rough areas around the edges, but it's still fun. Um, it's kind of like parkour ninja combat <laughs> uh, in a futuristic setting, but okay. uh, it's it's a third person like hack and slash. Uh, it's mission based. You run through like run around on planets and, and like on ships and things like that. Um, I guess I'm doing a story mode thing. I don't know what happens after you've done you finished up the story. Like if you just play those missions over and over again, just get better loot or what. Um, but so far so good. Um, I'm enjoying what I've seen, and it's not like it's any money from me. It's free to play except for like you can buy upgrades of like skins and things like that. But I don't think there's anything that makes you more powerful. At least I haven't seen anything yet on that. Um, but it's good. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Pokemon, getting slowly building a competitive Pokemon team. Um, my my play style is not really meta at all. Like it's it's a slow burn. Like I'll run a, a Chandelure that has uh, Pain Split and it has um, and Curse, and uh, it also rolls in with uh, Minimize. So that's kind of like the thing that keeps it around. Is it its evasion goes up, so it can't be hit as easily. 
Um, it can pack a punch on its own with its special attack, but it's really about you know the slow burn and, and taking out an opponent, um, not being able to be hit. And then I've got a I'm kind of raising up a Maractus that has spike shield, and then also pair that with uh, leech seed and and the draining moves with the big root, and 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 they're not necessarily proven you know meta strategies, but uh, it's just what I'm trying to get a feel for what I'd like to build, even if I'm not even any good at it or do well in competition. Um, and I've got my usual Togekiss that's a tank and it does a pair of flinching and everything. So that's, that's a lot of fun. Um, and I've got actually got to dive in a little bit more to Iconoclast. So I'm about 40% through the game. Um, I like I like what's going on. I think I, I get a grasp of some of the story. Now they haven't done any major twists yet that make me like completely rewrite what I was thinking was going on. Um, so it's it's cool learning about that universe. And there's some definitely like some faith themes to it. Um, kind of like you know these these old established faiths are are warring against each other and and uh, and it's like below all that there's something that's even more arcane um, something that has nothing to do with faith and and it's like the old world and things like that so it's kind of interesting um, very Metroid like uh, it's it's almost scratching that Metroid itch but it doesn't really compare so I really want to get into a Metroid game here soon. <laughs> I don't blame you for that. I'm 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 getting there myself. It seems like they're so far in in, in between. Um, Samus Return was awesome, um, but I think that was the last one we really had, and that was a remake. But it was a really good one. Um, yeah, I've heard a lot about. Is it Iconic Class? I think I'm saying that right. Iconic Class. Um, do plan on getting there someday as well. I've I've heard a lot of good things about it. Um, now, as for myself. Um, just been doing a lot of game hopping. I've mentioned recently there hasn't really been a whole lot of like new releases for a while. So just kind of going back and playing things I've missed or for whatever reason, something I'm pretty um, notorious for doing, replaying games I've already played like 20 times. Mm-hmm. So, you know, <laughs> and I'm excited for stuff coming up. So I've been playing a lot of Sonic um, and that's what we've been talking about for the past like three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um so, and yeah, one of the big things, obviously, is this weekend's coming up is that Sonic the Hedgehog movie. I've heard a lot of good things about it, so I, I'm excited for it. And, of course, uh, you'll be coming in here for your first time, um, yes. spending a day or so, and be taking my daughter as well to the movie uh, Saturday. So, we will be back and let you all know what we think of that. Um, but I think it's going to be a good time. Um the movie Definitely. itself sounds like it's going to be a good time. I've been quite a fan of it for, or of the series for a good while now. Um, so this, I'm really looking forward to it. Is this his first movie? What is it? Is this his first movie? I mean, definitely theater probably first time. I mean, he's shown up in Wreck-It Ralph and what have you. Um, but I don't think he's had his own full movie um, unless there was like a made-for-TV movie. Yeah, nothing like this. There was a, an, an anime that... I think it was from the mid '90s or so, um, and, and I've got it on VHS actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember watching that. It's okay. Maybe it's just not really my style, but <laughs> it's it's mostly about like Metal Sonic, so that's pretty cool. Um, and then it has some of its own unique characters in it, but it's different. Um, you might want to check it out someday just to yeah. have a piece of history or or something, but. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to that. That's mostly what my mind has been on when it comes to that stuff. Other than that, just doing the same old, same old junk day in, day out. So getting through there and seeing where life takes us. But 
other than that, I think that's about all I got for now. So we don't want to waste too much time. And today we were talking about another character spotlight. And to wrap up this whole theme for the past few weeks, we're going to do our character spotlight on Sonic the Hedgehog. So this is pretty crazy considering, of course, this is a Nintendo nostalgia podcast. But here we are focusing another episode on Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, Maybe it isn't so crazy for people who aren't our age or around our age. But hey, back then, that would be just nonsense Mm -hmm. Um, with the big rivalry between Mario and Sonic, Nintendo and Sega and all of that. So it's still a little bit weird. I don't care how long. This has been a thing. This has been okay. Um, but uh, so, Ryan, what what was your first exposure to it, so to speak, or the character himself, even? Um, I'm not sure where it started exactly. It's one of two branches. Um, either I first played it at um, my best friend's uh, house. Uh, his mom was a babysitter, and uh, we played Sonic. Uh, Sonic 2, and then we, uh, and then another earlier memory, or maybe around the same time, I remember going over to another friend's house, to his dad's house, and they had the Sega Genesis hooked up, and they were playing Sonic Spinball. And so I don't know which one was first in that, in that order, but, um, that was kind of my first introduction to Sonic. Um, I had already, like, been obsessed with Mario, and, uh, it was just a different feel playing the Genesis, um, but I never really got that whole console rivalry at first. Like it was just, they were just equal. Like they weren't, I didn't realize that they were like competing against each other. And that's a good thing. Cause I probably never would have enjoyed Sonic had I known that at the time. I'd be like, no, Nintendo all the way. But, uh, I didn't know they were competitors. And I just thought, oh, it's just a different, different way of playing games on a different system. And it was cool. Cause it was all black and, and just kind of edgy, which is the whole reason that Sonic exists is, is to be edgy, to be be uh, something to compete with with Nintendo. <laughs> uh, he wasn't the original mascot, but he was definitely the one that stayed around. <laughs> yeah, poor poor Alex kid um, <laughs> didn't get as big of a spotlight, but Alex Sonic better anyway. No offense, Alex kid, he's alright. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, like you said, Sonic is edgy. Like, that's his, his thing. He's like, go fast, be loud, be rude. Um, I don't think he's been as rude lately in the series, which is good, I guess. Um, but it was that rivalry was like, Sega is cooler. It was in your face. And that's kind of where, where Sonic went with that. Um, and we'll get into kind of the, the direction of Sonic as it goes through the ages. Um, <laughs> Sonic ages. <laughs> Some people will get that. Yeah, I got you. 
But um, yeah, so what was your first experience um, digging into a Sonic game, or was it Sonic media of some sort, like seeing an advertisement in a magazine, or what was that? So I think it was a little bit of everywhere. Um, I don't remember like an exact moment, so to speak. But um, I, you know, I grew up with Super Nintendo, Nintendo 64. I, I still get everything Nintendo. A little bit of extra stuff here, but and there. But uh, no, I, I remember playing some of the older ones at a cousin's house on their Genesis vaguely, and I remember an uncle of mine had a Genesis and playing spinball on it some. But that was about it. But looking, I think I also watched the cartoon, one of them. I know there was two, kind of three cartoons back in the 90s. Um, and and if you look back, I actually had found a picture of me when I was like, I don't know, maybe three or four, wearing a Sonic shirt that someone got me. <laughs> so apparently I was always sort of a fan of the character, just didn't get to play all the games um, until down the road sometime. But yeah, my first one that I actually owned was Sonic 2 on the Game Gear. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was about 2001, I believe. And then Sonic Adventure 2 Battle, of course, like we mentioned last week, was where I really got into it. But yeah, yeah, even being a big Nintendo kid, so to speak, growing up, like I always had an interest in that. That was like the one thing that I kind of felt like I was missing out on at the time. Um, and I was glad, that, well... I didn't. I wasn't glad that Dreamcast failed. It was a pretty cool system, but I was kind of glad it did at the time, just because I didn't have to go buy another system and I could finally enjoy the series I'd been wanting to play for so many years. So Sonic went in solo. Um, he didn't have any companions or anything like that. Uh, the whole idea of Sonic was to have him. The whole plot was Sonic was kind of for the animals and rescuing the animals who were being mistreated. Um, now. I don't think that there was any world-ending plot with it. Maybe it was world domination from Dr. Robotnik. I don't remember the exact original story. Um, but they they did some advertising leading up to Sonic's big debut. And they have kind of a backstory that they showed, I want to say, in like a magazine ad or something like that. Or Was it in a comic book? I don't, I don't remember exactly. Hmm. That I don't remember. Um, the only thing I would know of is maybe the instruction booklet. I don't know anything outside of that, at the time, and anyway. In in Japan, he was portrayed a lot, a lot more edgy. Um, I don't know if they use like kind of like a rock guitar sound, and they just they kind of spiced him up a bit in Japan. But when they brought him to the U.S., uh, they gave him a softer look and a softer feel. Um, you know, he's kind of smiling and has a pudgy belly. And on the original game, he wasn't isn't quite as cool necessarily. They toned him down. And some people say that was probably a good idea. Uh, maybe it looked more Mario-esque, maybe, because Mario was pretty friendly at that time. Now, I want to say the first Sonic game, his debut game, came out in 91. Yeah. And uh, that is obviously, Mario had been out before then. Um, so we, we had plenty of Mario to experience, but uh, Sega was the biggest competitor coming onto the, onto the scene. And it's kind of funny how today, like... They're, they went from, like, bitter rivals to to rivals to frenemies to they're kind of on the same side and kind of comrades in some ways, working together in Olympic Games. Yeah, they compete against each other, but they're not super serious, like, fighting like cats and dogs or what have you. Right. That was more of an outside of the games themselves rival- rivalry, so to speak. Um, just more of the companies. 
So, yeah, unfortunately, the only time we've seen those two characters together is the the Olympic Games and uh, Smash Brothers, which we haven't really got to see a whole lot of, like, actual character interaction, so to speak, um, other than just sort of quick minigame type things. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, his first appearance was, of course, his first game in 91, Sonic the Hedgehog on the Sega Genesis and the Game Gear, uh, both versions of that. Since then, of course, there is a, just a crazy ton of games he's been in Mm -hmm. but not only that i would say almost even more well i don't know i'll I'll go ahead and say it i would almost say even more so than mario he he really popped up in all kinds of other media um you know comic books um there's still comics that go on today for sonic tv shows there's been i've actually lost count of how many tv shows maybe like six at this point um and all kinds of stuff especially in the 90s it was he was huge um, and through all this stuff, to get into the actual character a bit, um, he hasn't changed a whole whole lot through the years, and he usually kind of retains that same charm, that same attitude through everything, through the, the comics and all of this, even though it's written by different um, people in some forms. But, but yeah, I mean, he's also evolved in his own ways. Uh, but it, it, he's definitely different than... Just about anything else we had at the time, um, the early 90s, yeah, there was a lot of 90s mascots and, and stuff that popped up later in that decade, but he was definitely one of the first ones that uh, that helped lead the way, and one that really had more character to him than, don't get me wrong, I love Mario, but had a little more actual character and personality perhaps, mm-hmm. that Mario had, and then he actually had a voice, he actually spoke, well, not in the games necessarily, not yet, but... Um, throughout the TV shows, which, funny enough, was uh, his voice at the time was, I, I always pronounce his first name wrong, I think, it, is it Jalil White? Something like that. The guy who played Urkel, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just always kind of a funny thing. But <laughs> um, now He had some early audio tracks in CD, I want to say. Uh, it was your 3D Blaster CD that he had, like, a couple CD, of sounds. CD, yeah. yeah. Um, but that was kind of his first voice there. But he didn't have yeah. a lot to say initially. Like, the shaking of his finger, you know, the, like, hey, I'm I'm bored, like, speed up. If you stand still for too long. Like, he was always very pushy and had a lot of character there, just just in his animation. Um, so he didn't necessarily need to speak that's at true. the time. Um, that's probably one of my favorite things to see in a Sonic game is just to stop and see what happens to Sonic when he sits for too long. Well, speaking of, on CD real quick, before I forget there, um, I th- probably was one of his first voice lines was if you just stand still for too long, I forget the amount of time he won't just stand there. He will jump off the screen and say, I'm out of here and you'll get a game over. He'll just leave. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, no, I don't know who did it first. Uh, I don't know what game brought in the whole like idle animation thing. Um, Donkey Kong probably comes to mind first for me. Um, Donkey Kong country. And then uh, Sonic as well, just sitting and in, in, in doing something uh, when they're idle. Um, that's always a great touch in games. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think they do it enough anymore. But <laughs> uh, that's always an enjoyment for me. Um, I loved how they took Sonic um, in such a different direction and a different kind of platformer. Um, they built Sonic off the idea or the, this game developing idea of 
like arcs moving along like dips and, and ramps and things like that um just in how they designed it it's kind of cool to flow um a lot of like curvy edges and things that he could run along um which is famous like all the hills the green hill <laughs> that he runs around um it's cool and that first time you go through a loop uh a loop to loop with sonic uh and collecting all the rings it's 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 cool definitely it's cool um Interesting to note, like he didn't do his spin signature spin dash move um, prior to the second game. Like his first outing, like he could run along, and if he was going fast enough, you could curl into a ball and, and stay in that form. But you couldn't actually like spin in place like you could in the second game. Um, so he has various abilities that he gains over the years, uh, but I feel like for the most part he keeps that spin dash going. Um, and you could even use that spin dash in Smash Brothers. Or, which is pretty cool you know that's it was uh brawl was the first one that had sonic in it is that correct yeah yep and that was the third entry i believe so sounds about right uh though i would i would have totally believed the uh the melee sonic <laughs> april fool's joke I, I fell for that totally i did too i wanted oh. sonic in, in the game like i thought that would be pretty cool you know i have nostalgia for sonic just as much as i have nostalgia for nintendo stuff so but we finally got him. You know, he doesn't. I, I don't enjoy playing with him really in the games, but he's still cool to have around. Um, he, of course, we talked about the past couple weeks, like his first ventures onto Nintendo systems with the GameCube. Um, I don't think he really ever made any other appearances. However, there is a reference in Donkey Kong Country to him. Um, I think it's Donkey Kong Country Two. Uh, there is a <laughs> pair of his shoes hanging up in the background uh, next to like. Some like a trash bin or something. It's Earthworm Jim's gun is laying next to it, I think. Um, <laughs> and and I'm, I'm thinking and there's no a sign chance, that says, I want to say no hopers. Yeah. Or something. Yeah, that's like that. it. No yeah. hopers. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that that slight jab at Sonic. <laughs> Just so another the thing. First, I'm a... first reference to Sonic in a Nintendo game, I think. <laughs> yeah. I'll, Courtesy I'll, of Rare. <laughs> I love Rare. <laughs> see jacob it's not all about sonic <laughs> we, we figured rare in there too <laughs> yeah yeah look we, we we squeezed in donkey kong country too so it doesn't get any better than that <laughs> we're getting ahead of ourselves here by episodes a bit but yeah <laughs> oh um but you know sonic was well received and he really was a competitor to mario in a lot of ways like he was a part of that console war thing. Um, the origin of Sonic started with him. They did so many different like versions of what the next mascot was going to be. And uh, they finally decided uh, the, the popular poll was, was on this hedgehog character. Um, they didn't have the blue color, I don't believe, at first. Um, but they wanted to make it match the Sega logo, which I think was a great idea because that kind of made him iconic with Nintendo or with, with Sega. And like Mario had the red in his, his outfit, but it didn't look like the Nintendo logo. Uh, so, I mean, everybody knew who Mario was at that point. Um, but I think they made a really good move of, of keeping him that, that bright blue. And even, even I think in the original story that they had before the game came out, whatever article that they posted on that, um, it explained why he turned blue um, and how he got his powers, essentially. Um, and I don't know 
I don't remember playing a game that explained that again. I'm sure it's out there, or maybe in in one of the shows that they talked about the original origin of him. Um, I can't remember who he was based off of. Um, I know his rival uh, or his uh, the enemy, Doctor Robotnik, was kind of a a, um, a Theodore Roosevelt kind of yeah. character uh, that that kind of morphed into what what he is now. Um, you know, as you get into the second game, like Sonic starts getting some more companions to help him out. Um, you have Tails, and later through, let's just say Sega Magic, they were able to put in a new character uh, with with Knuckles later <laughs> with Sonic and Knuckles. Uh, you know, Sonic Two. It is kind of cool to see that backwards compatibility, or is it forwards compatibility? I don't know. Anyway, it's really cool to see that that element um but he was all solo at the time uh leading up to that like the second one like they introduced a two-player mechanic which is really cool and tails is is okay um he's not my favorite character he's often portrayed as is very kitty um but he's also a stark contrast to sonic um he's, he's a bit more uh more brainy um with you know his mechanics um he can fly he builds machines he has like a, a biplane that he built um and uh sonic is is given that like flying on the biplane and that's actually a reference to early origins of sonic um i can't remember what they did like the lore was there was this fictional pilot that flew a plane that had sonic on it or something like that um and so that's why you see, like, in the logo on Sonic, a lot of times you'll see, like, the wings. And it, it's a reference to that fictional pilot that 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 flew with Sonic on his – as a mascot on the side of his plane. It, it's interesting they created that fiction to springboard off of that to create the character. Uh, they kept it grounded in, in the real world, only as, you know, fiction. But it's, it's kind of cool how they did that. Um, you mean bounce pad? <laughs> boo. <laughs> yeah, sorry. It's okay. It was worth it. Now, moving fast forwarding, uh, Sonic didn't get a major redesign until, I would say, I mean, aside from cartoons and stuff, like he didn't get a major game redesign until Adventure. Is that right? Or is there another iteration somewhere in there? Yeah, for the most part, yeah. Uh, I mean, there's Sonic R, if you want to count that, but it's it's still kind of, I, I feel like it calls more back to those two D roots. If you look mm -hmm. at like his quills and stuff, and I'm getting down to the nitty gritty there, but yeah, Adventure was was the real um, overhaul of his design, I'd say, and it, it still mostly holds to that today. And he's seen so many different revisions now, um, and he's played a lot of different roles, not just multimedia, but also uh, multi genre. Um, I don't think he's ever been in a shooter that I know of, but <laughs> I think that's one of the ones he skipped out on. Um, Not really, no. Unless you count Shadow with the gun, Sonic's in it. That'd that, be third person. Really. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's a stretch. A little bit. <laughs> but um, definitely not first person. I don't think there's been a first person game. Well, I guess there was a phone game that may have been first person. Like running through, like you're supposed to be Sonic, like running through things, but in a first-person view. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so we've seen puzzle games with him in it. 
although it was themed Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, like he was he made a cameo or an appearance in the game. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was that was like the Dr. Robotnik from the Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog uh, cartoon as well. So it was it was that was kind of a weird one. <laughs> um, I feel like I, I, I liken now this may offend some people a lot. If you don't like Sonic, but I liken a lot of maybe it's the blue color, but I liken a lot of Sonic with a lot of Mega Man stuff. Um, very music driven, and uh, I like how a lot of the themes are for Sonic. Um, I really liked the sounds that the Genesis could make. Um, definitely very different feel from Nintendo systems, um, and I'm not. I actually prefer like listening to Genesis sounds over Super Nintendo sounds in a lot of ways. Um, I know, sacrilege to say that on a Nintendo podcast. <laughs> but uh, I think they, they handled Sonic really well with the music and all that they've done with him. With that, um, that being said, uh, there are some uh, real Sonic stinkers out there. Some really uh, fart noise sure. uh, tracks, like Tom Qualls would say. Like, say Sonic Spinball, uh, the title screen. The, or the options. Screen. Yeah, it's pretty uh, pretty horrendous. Oh, it's, it I, I don't hurts know why. so much. I liked it as a kid, and now I listen to it. I'm like, this is just trash. <laughs> the rest this is the worst. Game, though, the music, the music, the soundtrack for that game in general is is pretty great. But that options menu is is a little painful. It's like the Genesis sound at its worst, because because sometimes it really can sound good. Um, I agree. There's there's a lot of things about the Sega Genesis that that sounds pretty cool. It's it's got its own unique sound. Um, you can definitely tell a difference between it and something coming from the Super Nintendo. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think most games start you out in a Green Hill Zone-esque area. It's always the green, like like palm trees or forest or what have you. It's always greenery that you're around, and there's like animals usually uh, flying around. Um, the plot is Sonic has to free all these animals that were turned into or enslaved and turned into like Badniks are what they're called, I think. Yeah, yeah, the robots. Yeah, Badniks, uh, the robots, and uh, he rescues them. Um, I haven't watched any of the shows, but I'm sure they explain oh. a lot more of that, how that works outside of like game mechanics world. They do sort of in the the one Sonic the Hedgehog or S A T A M, whatever they refer to it as. But that's really kind of it that really puts much time into it. Um, the rest really don't. Like, Sonic X doesn't at all. Um, I didn't watch all of Underground. But, but yeah, that, that's it's almost like they put that in the first couple games, but it wasn't used a whole, whole lot, I wouldn't say, especially nowadays. You know, um, it took a bit of time. I think it was Sonic... I want to say it's... They, they did introduce uh, Amy Rose. It was a girlfriend for Sonic, quote-unquote girlfriend for Sonic, though. At the time when I knew Amy Rose from Sonic Adventure 2 Battle, she seemed really clingy and, like, Sonic wasn't interested at all in her. Like, she was just kind of, you know, following Sonic because she liked him. I didn't really think they were, like, a couple or anything like that. But there's been other, like, ladies in, in his life. Um, I can picture the character in, in the anime, but I don't know what she was exactly. I don't know if she was another hedgehog or what, but... In the show, in the comic, it was, for a while in the comic, it was uh, Sally Acorn. That's what it was, Sally. 
Yeah. Um, what was Sally? She is a. Uh, <laughs> I should know this. She's a chipmunk, maybe. Okay. Yeah, I mean, someone probably thinks I'm an idiot now. Pearl or chipmunk or something. But yeah, they actually were a couple, and he actually was interested. Where with Amy, he never really has been. <laughs> For the most part, there's there's a time or two like in the last season of Sonic X, they're a thing, but but yeah, there for a while it was it was all Sally, and and she's only in I think Sonic Spinball. She's not really in anything else game wise. Oh, she in Spinball? Yeah, Sally's in the uh, bonus stage with uh, some of the oh, other yeah. characters. Oh yeah, I forgot about that, and they had the, yeah. the chicken and Rotor and <laughs> Antoine and all them's hidden in there. <laughs> I mean, that, that's it. Yeah, yeah. That's the only time you see him really in a game. It's a little weird. Um, Amy popped up in Sonic CD first. Uh, I think that came out actually before too. So I think she's been around longer than Tails technically. If I, I want to say right. she was in the animation, open animation too for that. I want to say the the the, the ending. She is. okay for the ending. Okay. She pops up in one of the first levels and gets kidnapped by Metal Sonic, and then you save her at the end of it. So you make a good point bringing up Metal Sonic. Um, before Metal Sonic, uh, Dr. Robotnik had created uh, what we called Tin Sonic. I don't know if that was his official name, um, but he was fully me- like he was controlled by Dr. Robotnik at the time in Sonic 2. Uh, before you, I think that might have been even the final. No, it wasn't the final boss. It was like the like going up against. Like a Shadow Link uh, before going up against Ganondorf after that, yeah. or something like that. Like it was that that mid tier boss that you had to face before going against the final boss. Um, and it was completely controlled by Dr. Robotnik, and he didn't become his own independent robot until they introduced the Metal Sonic. Um, and he's had some other iterations and stuff, and, and times where Metal Sonic goes rogue and goes against uh, Dr. Robotnik and does his own thing, like. Talk, I don't want to say he did some kind of world domination plot or something, but uh, it's kind of interesting to see like this this mechanized version of Sonic that's supposed to imitate him uh, kind of become his own character as well. Um, so that was kind of a direct rival, and and I don't know. I mean, we had a shadow version of Link before, you know this this Metal Sonic even became a thing. Um, but it was kind of interesting to see like another type of Sonic, and then they later echoed that when they did the whole like Shadow Sonic and Shadow thing. Like there's a, there's an evil version of of Sonic uh, that's causing problems for him. Um, but it was really cool how grand more grandiose the games got as you went along. Um, I always used to think that Sonic and Knuckles came before Sonic Three. Um, I had played so much of Sonic. And Knuckles that I found out there was a Sonic 3, what? And and then the version that <laughs> I got that I actually played was actually the Greatest Hits version. Uh, so oh. it had been out for a while since then. <laughs> but I always thought that it came out after, and I thought it was so cool that it was, you know, a thing. But uh, yeah, apparently Knuckles, Sonic and Knuckles came out after that, and I didn't know. <laughs> it's kind of like a part two of it, in a, in a sense, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they did a good job with with that whole packaging and be able to, to play in different ways. Uh, but they did release a Sonic four. Um, I only played the first episode because I think it was like free or, or not very much money to get it on the Wii sh- eShop. I want to say, um, but it was, it was episodic. You had to buy each episode as it came out. 
Um, I don't know if they ever later released the full game as a package or not. They or they completed there was, it. There was a second episode, but I don't even think it popped up on the Wii. I think I got episode two on the 360. And it was a little better than the first one, but really, they weren't all that great. It didn't have that Sonic character for some reason. It started to lose its charm at that point, too. It was really stiff. It didn't feel right. Right. You almost exactly. just have to play it. The physics were just off. It had, like, four zones. They were all places we've seen before. Um, so almost don't count it. Like, if you look at the opening of Mania, it mentions one, two, three, Knuckles, and it might mention CD or something. I can't remember, but it's like, it just kind of skips four. <laughs> yeah. It was um, almost like a cell phone, like feeling game in that aspect. Like it I was a very, we wear, we type feeling and it felt almost cash grabby and the way they did episodic. Um, at least that's how I felt at the time. Like the idea of buying a game and episodes was kind of unheard of. Now we have, you know, Final Fantasy VII remake coming out in episodes, and everybody's okay with it, you know. <laughs> but at the time, it was like, why would you do that? Like, why would you pay for the game over and over and over again? Like, they'll just keep charging us, you know, the outrage. <laughs> yeah. So Sonic did some interesting things uh, going forward there, but I don't think, I mean, Sonic had taken some other other uh, turns. You know, he he'd had his pinball game. Um, I want to say he had another pinball game in there, too. Um, uh, but I think it was more traditional table. There's Sonic Pinball Party on the Game Boy Advance. Okay. Um, I think it was like 2005 or so. And, of course, like the Sonic's pinball in the Game Gear, but eh, I don't know if I count that one. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not as good as the Genesis <laughs> one. There's not really any reason to go back and play that one, honestly. Mm-hmm. But... Uh... You know, he started branching out into other areas. Uh, we've seen Sonic uh, have a genie uh, kind of theme or like an Arabian type theme um, where Sonic goes into like a storybook and it's like the Arabian Nights type type deal. Uh, but they gave him like a mechanic where he was like running around fast and he couldn't stop or his heart would stop. And uh, it was kind of an interesting mechanic. And then they actually had a spinoff from that one where he was – it was like another storybook where he was a knight. Um, and prior to those ones, like, Sonic became fused with some kind of, like, Gaia power, Earth power or something. And, and he became a werehog, uh, basically just a, a brutish, beefed-up version of Sonic. Sonic wasn't really the person to do transformations at all, like Mario was, um, which was fine. Um, he got shields. Um, you know, first the first game you had just a basic you get hit once you lose your shields, kind of like a blue field looking thing around him, like a sphere. And uh, again, you get the same thing in the second one. Uh, the other power up you could get was an invincibility, which is not not uncommon to see. Like Mario had his own invincibility with the star. Um, and Sonic was like it was like star like a ring of stars is what it was. I want to say. Or Sparkle, uh, if you want to say that. Um, yeah, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. <laughs> and it was always, like, super, like, fun music when you got that and you felt, like, powerful to run through everything and not get hurt, you know. That was always cool. Um, you got a power-up where you can speed up and run faster. Uh, that was always really neat, too. It's like he got a new pair of socks, but he, he ran. I always called them socks and other shoes, but he, he'd run until they, like, burned through them. And, and he goes back to his regular speed again. 
That's always how we, we imagined it as kids. Now, with Sonic, um, did you did you like, now looking back at it, did you like the direction they took, um, giving him shields and things? Uh, I know in, in 3, he had a fire shield, he had a bubble shield, um, an electric shield. Um, and they, to some extent, they had that in Sonic and Knuckles as well, um, that had their own abilities. Uh, I want to say that they introduced that to give him more variety and also to compete with the fact that Knuckles had his own abilities that are completely different from Sonic, but they wanted to keep Sonic interesting by giving him some extra powers too. Uh, you can't really consider them transformations though, like Mario's like hats and suits and everything. The, the one thing Sonic does have, I guess since like Sonic 2, not in every game, but um, is Super Sonic. Um, if you collect all the seven emeralds and get 50 rings, you can turn into supersonic, which is, is super cool. Um, it, okay. It's not quite the same as like a Mario power-up, though, of course. it's You turn gold, and you go like twice as fast, and you can't get hurt. Like It's like having invincibility, unless you're squashed by something or you fall down a pit. Um, so there's that, but it's, it's not like a... Um, I don't know, I'm not sure how to word it. It's not like a, a Mario cape or a fire flower where you're doing something all that different. It's just mm-hmm. everything's really ramped up. Um, yeah. So it's cool. It's cool in its own way, and I think it fits. I think it fits the series well because um, it it doesn't make it too complicated or really add that much more mechanical speaking, mechanically speaking. But it just it just ramps everything up to eleven. And, and in a way, it's it's definitely a big reward to get that. Like, you have to really know what you're doing. And it, it was almost a completionist thing um, to go through these bonus minigames, collect all the emeralds, and then find out what happens when you finally get there. Um, it's really cool to have the, that ability. But, you know, for me, like, I was never that great at Sonic games, so I never got that. I think I may have finally gotten that ability in 3, because um, that was kind of my game. I... I would always play at a friend's house playing too. Um, but I felt like it was, I didn't grasp the mini games that you had to do. And, uh, and two, and I wasn't very good at one's mini game or, or what have you that, that lets you get the emeralds. Um, but I did okay in three. And then of course, Sonic and Knuckles, I always enjoyed that. And they've kept that around. Like, again, we talked in the mega collection, how you had, you could just play the sphere world games uh, which was a semi 3D looking, um, what is it like? Like the SNES is uh, FX chip or what have you? Um, yeah. It's like that uh, mode seven. Sorry, that's what's what that's like. Um, and you could kind of run in a 3D space in, in a 2D game. Um, it was cool to see Sonic in those those elements. Um, that was kind of a big push. Was like, oh yeah, you're totally playing in 3D. But I, I that's the first time I saw any kind of like 3D looking levels and that kind of blew my mind was with Sonic, even though that existed on Super Nintendo. Do you know which which came first? Did that uh, that, that 3D looking uh, Star Fox come first before Sonic ever did anything like that? Mm, I, I guess the first time Sonic did, did that would be either in CD or on 2. I want to say so... 2. 2 had the, uh, where you're running down the channel running to the into the background and you had like right. spikes and things you had to dodge and grab collect all the rings to get to the emerald 
on CD you had the special stages where like you you're in that 3D space and you've got to get all the UFOs everywhere. I'm I'm, I'm just trying to remember which one came out first, but it was around that, the same time. Is that where that came from for Sonic Mania with the UFOs? Yeah, yeah. I, um, I was like, why in the world am I chasing a UFO? Like, what is that? It's, it's <laughs> I didn't not, realize it was a callback. Yeah, it somewhat is. It's not the same concept, but yeah, yeah, it's it's something like that. Um, so I think actually Sonic first, but it was really close. Um, I will say that, but mm-hmm. yeah, the the special stages, um, especially around that time, uh, I feel like my favorite would easily be three and Knuckles. Um, with the blue sphere, yep, and it it kind of broke off into its own thing. It's in Sonic Mania. It's used again. Um, at heck, even in Mania, you can also go to the extras and you can unlock like its own section where you can just sit there and play like unique puzzle stages for a blue sphere. It's like its own little game. So huh. I don't know. I always enjoyed cool. those. Uh, and it was one of the other times they'd hand that one off to me to play. Um, but you know, always love doing those for some reason. Like it's just a bunch of time presses, timed presses, but uh, it gets progressively faster. And sometimes, yeah, you get, like you have to make like hairpin turns and just really, really be precise with the with the elements there. Uh, I don't want to say platforming, but you're not really platforming necessarily. Just jumping over uh, red orbs and uh, and star bumpers, I guess. Yeah, trying to avoid all the the red spheres mm-hmm. um, and get all the blue ones, so you can collect the chaos emerald or or whatever it may be. Like in Mania, you get gold medals at one point. So, but, um, is there anything else that you really wanted to touch on with Sonic? Maybe the evolution going into uh, Sonic Adventures, uh, or even something beyond that. Uh, there was another reimagining of him being more adult. Uh, Sonic 06 was the first one to do that, I want to say. They just kind of grew him up some. Yeah, just to touch, I guess, some on the the character himself to get back on that. Um, Like we kind of mentioned before, he had always been a a cool character, so to speak, especially especially for old guys like us that grew up in the (laughs) 90s. And even to this day, the character still sort of oozes that 90s somewhat cheesy charm you know and that attitude um and throughout all that like adventure was when it's not the first time he spoke in a game so to speak but that was when he really started to become more of a personality in the games themselves when he started to actually talk a lot of people wasn't crazy over that but i was cool with it mm-hmm. um and since then that that attitude obviously has been a little bit easier to show uh but not only that like he's just a character that I still enjoy going back to in different games and such. I've always enjoyed because he's he's not complicated. You know, sometimes you want to sit down and get into like a big RPG and there's all these deep characters and stuff. But then there's just Sonic here that's acting like a big goofy kid that pretty much has a one-track mind, mm-hmm. you know, and, and basically can't do any wrong. It's just, hey, this person needs help. He's just a good dude that... It's still kind of cool, but it, it kind of brings you back to your childhood in a way. Um, maybe even more so since we came from that time period. I don't know how else to explain that, really. Um, but that, that, that always sort of makes that character special. Um, and one thing, as well, just kind of being a fan through the years, the different um, voice actors and things like that. 
usually when they've changed, he seems to take on a little bit of a different personality depending on who that person is. Um, they also seem to kind of seem to change the style of the games at the same time. Maybe that's part of it as well. But he still manages to to mostly be the same guy. Um, I would say more in the more recent years, um, his main voice actor has been Roger Craig Smith, who's done a lot of who's done a lot of different characters and games and stuff. And I do enjoy his interpretation of it, but the games aren't written quite as mm, quite as smart as I feel like some of the old stuff was. Um, and again, maybe I'm just being old. But <laughs> it, it seems a little more geared towards kids than maybe not as much everyone, but it's still good. Um, so I. You know, I, I mostly still like the direction they took. It's just a little different now than it used to be. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know whether Sonic's direction is a good thing or a bad thing. It's just different um, in the different areas they've taken him. Now, I think that the gameplay has lost a lot of its luster, and they say that they brought a lot of it back with Sonic Mania, and that wasn't even the Sonic team that did that. Right. Um, but... It's kind of curious, like, kind of curious to see the breakdown of what makes a Sonic game really awesome and what makes it kind of lame. Um, <laughs> uh, Sonic 1, 2, and 3 and Sonic and & Knuckles had great feels to them. Like, where did they start making that? Where did that start going downhill and why? I can't really place my finger on it. Um, and Sonic did branch out into kind of the opposite of what Sonic should be, and that's, you know, Sonic's very fast and, and platformy and no really puzzle solving or anything like that, necessarily. I'm um, just kind of go, 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 and then they slap Sonic in an, a turn-based RPG. It was a Bioware game, even, uh, on the DS, and, uh, you know, it's weird having someone who's all about going fast and slap him in turn-based. It's very slow. Um, and they made, like, kind of they gave him some Sonic running around elements in the overworld map, so to say, before you get into the, the turn-based battles. Um, but still, it didn't quite have that Sonic charm. Yeah. <laughs> and it definitely didn't have that Sonic soundtrack, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it did expand a lot of the lore, uh, especially with the Echidnas. Um, so I did want to touch a little bit on Sonic's companions, um, you know, different characters that have appeared in the game. Right. Um, from uh, a cute rabbit with uh, cream and uh, it, the companion, the chow companion, uh, cheese. And uh, you've got uh, Rouge the Bat. You know, you've got another, several other hedgehogs. You've got the echidnas. Uh, you've got an armadillo now. You've, there was a bee. There was a uh, chameleon. There was a crocodile. Or was he an alligator? Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, there's a lot of animal, animals that they have, like anthropomorphic animals, I should say. Uh, they had the, like the smaller animals as well um, that were just, you know, woodland creatures, birds, things of those sorts. Um, and that's an interesting thing to think about. Like, is Sonic really like from this world? Are those characters from that world with all the animals that they're rescuing or is it like how does that work? Are they just they have animal people there, or <laughs> you know, I, th- I think in some mediums it is kind of explained. Like in Sonic X, they're just from a different world. Um, like Sonic and them are transported to Earth, so I can you know that kind of explains it better. 
and we'll see that probably in the movie too. I mean, they do show him going through the warp ring and uh, ending yeah. up in, in our world, um, which is warp ring is kind of an interesting thing. For some reason, I never picked up on the warp ring being what it was, like taking you to another place. Mm-hmm. I just saw it of like you know jumping on a flag with Mario. You know, just you jump on the flag and then you go to the next area. I didn't think about it teleporting you to that next area. Right. So it's kind of cool to see that used as a mechanic, even even throughout everything. Um, I'm kind of curious if they're going to show the gold rings in this live action movie. Uh, it'd be kind of cool to see if they they include those in there. Like Sonic has a couple gold rings on him, or if they mm-hmm. have any. Uh, if they have any like chaos emeralds or anything involved um this is sort of it's a different telling it's in a human world he comes from another place um and it seems like it's an origin story as well uh for at least dr robotnik um or maybe it's just this this dimensions dr robotnik or something i don't know with jim carrey I'd be kind of curious to see where they go with the story. I don't know you you you've seen a possible spoiler for the game and or for the movie. We won't really spoil yeah. that. <laughs> no, I won't. I, I want to say something I was I'm sort of predicting and hoping for, but I mm-hmm. don't want to say it just in case if someone takes that as me spoiling something. Well, <laughs> that I may I'm not it. even sure if it's, it's entirely true anyway. Uh-huh. So. Yeah, I won't. I won't say. Just go ahead. <laughs> uh, my my brother-in-law couldn't make it on the episode tonight, but he did want to say like his prediction was the ending either teases Knuckles or the Chaos Emeralds being a thing. So uh, I'd be cool with that, and even that, I'd, I'd be okay with Miles as well. Um, oh, I was gonna say, I forgot what it was, but uh, Doctor Robotnik's first name is revealed, um, and I guess he was a good doctor. Like this is like Mega Man kind of. He was like a good doctor, but then something happens. He becomes a bad doctor and takes on a Robotnik name, but he keeps his first name. And yeah. it's like, it's Ivo. It's a, yes, that's it. That really surprised me when I heard that. I heard it on a commercial earlier, actually. And I was huh. like, oh my gosh, I, I didn't realize they did that in a movie because they used to use it in the comics, um, mm-hmm. in the Archie comics years back. I'm mm-hmm. not sure when it was first brought up. It's probably in an instruction book or something, but I, that's one of those fairly deep lore things mm-hmm. i would consider that i did not expect to hear from this movie or at <laughs> least in the commercial i heard you know they they have they give tales like tales miles prower i know you know it goes by tales but i guess his, his actual name is miles i want to say but yeah. they actually show that in the banner i want to say on sonic 2 uh they give it his full name um, yeah but you know amy rose i don't know if they have any other like additional names and stuff but it's kind of cool to to have that insider information if you really dive into the lore um like knowing that he has a name like dr robotnik has a name is <laughs> kind of silly um but <laughs> you know the humans and, and the animals and then the anthropomorphic animals are all separate entities and it's kind of interesting how they all work together and they don't necessarily explain it all away but that's cool um they're their own things it's it's fantasy games anyway <laughs> But uh, so Sonic's legacy has carried Sega through through the years. Um, people like see it just as iconic as Mario. If they're, you're a Sonic fan or a Sega fan, uh, you'll probably want to pick up the next Sonic game that Sega has put out. Um, though I will say that Sonic has gotten a little a little off track um, <laughs> or on track rather uh, with the Olympic Games with Mario <laughs> and and everything. Like they team up together. Uh, it's very very weird to see you know. Sega sprites and uh, and uh, 
NES sprites like dancing around together, you know, and uh, wrestling or what have you, diving. Um, it, it's a, it's a cool nostalgic roots thing, and it has its own story. Yeah. So they are continuing the Sonic story through that in some ways, uh, or at least its own contained story. Um, and it's really cool to see that they're continuing Sonic. Um, they keep saying they have big plans for Sonic coming soon, and we haven't seen a lot of big plans. We had, I think, the last big game that we had for Sonic that was actual Sonic game was Sonic Forces. Um, it was very, the gimmick was very much customize your own character. I had a character creator to it, um, which was cool to be able to create your own animal. Um, I don't know the diversity of species you could have in that. Um, There's a handful. Um, we played around with it for a while. Um, did I forget any of the other animals that you could be? I feel like there's some, a couple that I missed. Oh, some of the characters? Yeah, there was like, was there a Wolverine, oh. I want to say? In the latest um, game, trying to remember exactly there, there's if you really go back in all the Sonic history, there is a ton of characters and animals and things. And oh, we didn't mention Big the Cat. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. One. How could we forget Big the Cat? <laughs> um, the Chow and all of that sort of thing. There, there's a, t- a Blaze. Um, oh, yeah, Blaze was time based, right? No, that's I'm sorry. Blaze was a cat, and then. Uh, the time-based one was Silver. He was from the yeah, future. Yeah, he's from the future. And then, um, of course, the ultimate life form, Shadow, could control or could stop time in a way. Did he ever yeah. rewind time? Um, I'm trying to think. I, I don't... I don't know if that was a plot in Sonic Adventure oh. 2 Battle or not. No, I know it wasn't in that. I'm trying to remember all of Shadow the Hedgehog. I don't think he ever has in anything that I can think of. Okay. Um, But that that's part of... What I've loved about the series as well um, is just the variety of characters where mm-hmm. a lot of people um, That's a were big sort draw of for reading me. for. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people were wanting just like Sonic to be the focus, which is cool. But I, I loved it when like it was you could play as six different characters and you got mm-hmm. to spend some time with Tails and Knuckles' story, and they all went different directions, and and even Eggman in Adventure Two and things like that. Me and my sister um, loved Sonic Three because we could play two player. And yeah. Sonic could start, or Tails could start to fly away, and you could jump on, and and Tails could carry you for a short period of time. Yeah. That was so cool. Like that was our, one of our big gaming moments. Me and my sister playing together, and it was a lot of fun. <laughs> a lot of times she'd make me do the flying, and, and she'd be Sonic, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was really cool to explore in that element, and to actually go to the different levels if you couldn't necessarily figure out how to get to those extra extra areas and and other other parts of you know, the levels are very tiered. There's like different paths you can take, so it's cool to explore all that with flying. Um. <laughs> um, all the the characters themselves are also different from each other as well. Um, yeah, they have unique abilities. Yeah, yeah, they might have different backstories or just different personalities and things like that. Abilities. Um, so yeah. I know. I wanted to experience every character they had in the Sonic universe in the games, and so that's why I was really obsessed with like uh, Knuckles. Uh, is it chaos? Chaotix. Chaotix. Yeah, that the team team chaotix or or those like SBO and and uh, I cannot think of the bee's name. Charmy. Charmy. Okay. And then was it? I yeah. want to say Crunch. No, that's not right. <laughs> Crunch is Diddy Kong Racing. I, I know, right? I but, know that's. It, um, he's a cool one too. It's Vector. Vector. Um, okay. I should remember that, <laughs> but. Um, I was was like curious about those characters because I never really got to experience that Knuckles game, and I was like, "What? There's other characters I didn't know about." 
that's like the yeah. biggest draw for me is is the Sonic characters, the different animals they bring in. Uh, echidnas were like the coolest thing. It's one of my favorite animals, like knowing about what an echidna is because of Sonic. <laughs> yeah, I did a book report in college actually on an echidna, by the way. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, Mighty, uh, the Perfect. armadillo that's in Sonic Mania, was also part of the original Team Chaotix. Okay. Um, I don't and I realized it was a return of him. Yeah, and there's a couple others there. But uh, Ray was from um, like an arcade game that was only in Japan, I think. Hmm. Um, Interesting to note, some of the mechanics they were going to be putting into Sonic that they didn't end up using from they were trying to come up with what Sonic could do, uh, they actually put it into Rystar. Uh, there was like a grabbing mechanic or something that they, they scrapped for Sonic's abilities. Um, but So you can see some other Sonic projects that, that, that ported that stuff in there. Now, did the mm. Sonic team do the Knights games? I, I know he's he's appeared in some Knights stuff. I want to say Sonic has made some appearance there. I, sh- I should know this. I believe they have because I've, I've played the Knights games and... Um... Yeah, there's there's usually at least different references in both Sonic and in Knights um, to each other. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, I know in Sonic Adventure and Adventure 2, Knights pops up in both of those. In the Wii game, I think there's a reference to Sonic. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head, but yeah, I, th- I, th- I believe that was Sonic Team as well. So, uh, we're going to get to a part of the show now um, where we kill Sonic. Uh, so <laughs> now that we've talked about it, it's it's time to die. It's, it's time to kill him. So let's talk about Sonic and the ways that he dies. <laughs> oh, all right, <laughs> it's a light night, everybody. We're 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 getting a little loopy here. So um, there's there's different different ways like he avoids death or or has uh like scary like brushes with death and it, it's it's quite terrifying. Uh, but the the one I think of most is uh, in Sonic Spinball. Um, if you you fall into like lava or into like toxic waste or something, like he he rises up into the sky and then and then he like sinks back down. And he has kind of expression on his face. Um, there's a what is it? A dragon or a crocodile? Whatever that jumps up in yeah. Sonic Spinball and and you had had to frantically press the buttons to break out of the the things grass or it'll eat you and go back underneath the toxic waste. And, and um, there's, I, I think, I know Sonic one had it and it was, it was a thing where like Sonic can't swim. They, they thought when they made Sonic that he couldn't, that hedgehogs couldn't swim at all. And so they gave him that mechanic where he like drown. Um, and Sonic two, uh, there's this, I, it's just the music that they did, like the countdown timer it's like a three, two, one, or and then he like drowns. Like it's you feel so awful if you have Sonic drown. <laughs> like it's like terrifying as a kid for me. Like you know, Jacob talks about like like Mario dying, scaring him. Like in was it Super Mario Brothers three? Like Sonic scared me. Like when he died, like I felt <laughs> awful if he ever drowned like that. <laughs> um there's other times like he, i mean he can drown in ocean uh, the oil ocean i thought that was pretty gross <laughs> um there's in sonic and knuckles he's got he's in probably one of my favorite level designs because i love like egyptian stuff but you're running through like what's like inside pyramids and stuff and there's like a light mechanic and as the light goes out the ghosts get more powerful and and can uh 
get more scary looking. That was a scary death too when all the lights go out yeah. and the ghosts like take you out. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it could They're... be nerve wracking. <laughs> they didn't give a lot of personality to later games with that. Um I, I didn't feel and uh like in Sonic Adventure 2 Battle, you fall into a pit or something. You just hear Sonic go, whoa! And then that's about it. <laughs> uh, they no, didn't do if you're in space, he catches on fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When he, when he, yeah, that's true. He does uh, fall into the atmosphere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that one's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, you don't see a lot of that personality in some of the later ones. I I don't remember 4 having that personality, even Sonic 4. And I, I think in a lot of ways, Sega kind of wants to forget about that one. Like you yeah. mentioned earlier, like it's just not really canon or what have you. Um, they use a lot of vibrant colors and Sonic's adventures in the, uh, the Game Boy Advance games. Um, but it was really a way of doing a Genesis-like style. Um, was, was putting back on this handheld that was that sort of graphics. Now... It had better graphics than than what the Genesis had, I believe. Um, I think it was just kind of different. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't mm -hmm. know if I'd call it better. Like, I kind of like what they did with it better, in a sense. I know not mm -hmm. everybody would agree with me with that. But I think it's just a little bit different mm -hmm. than what they Definitely were Definitely stylized different, too. Yeah, different, different system, different style, things like that. Um, I think the advanced games were a little more expressive, maybe. They they went more with his 3D model sort of like his adventure rehaul so to speak. And now you can find Sonic on pretty much any platform where he was exclusively Sega for the longest time. Um, but you can find him pretty much anywhere. Um, he's gone third party just like Sega games have, and uh, it's cool to see him interact most with like teaming up with Sonic or with Mario in the Olympics. That's really cool to see that camaraderie there now. Um, would I love to see another Sonic Chronicles? Yes, I would. <laughs> I know it wasn't very well received. That didn't have the greatest music. Um, it was an RPG, so it's totally out of Sonic's usual uh, realm. But I would love to see more of that story built on. Um, Sonic's got some great backing story. Um, he's been going on mm. for so long now. There's so many shows, like you mentioned. Uh, he's got video games. He's got board games. Uh, I went to pick that up at GameStop, but never did make it over there to pick it up. But uh, Sonic Boarding sounds kind of like a cool idea for me. Um, I don't know if he's appeared in any card games. Can you think of any? Like maybe a VFS or something? Or UFS? I can't remember what they call it. You know I don't think so. I have a, um, a deck of cards, Sonic cards, that I got in the Japan Expo at uh, Epcot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but huh, it's just a normal deck of cards. It's not yeah. like, you know, anything like that. I wonder if he ever made it, if there's an actual Sonic card game out there. It'd be kind of silly. Um, yeah. Well, yeah he's, appeared in, he's appeared in other other styles of games. I uh, don't think Sonic has had his own tabletop RPG made. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if someone made a system like uh, Big Eyes Small Mouth that used that or not. But uh, but now we're going get, to get to see him in a live-action movie, quote-unquote. So that's great. Um, and that looks good. It does. Well, it didn't look good initially. No, it didn't. Uh, let's, let's, <laughs> we need to highlight that Sonic originally was scary. Uh, like, nightmare fuel. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of things bad about that first trailer, especially. I was pretty disappointed. Um, 
but that's completely turned around at this point. Haven't seen the movie yet, but yeah, I'm, I'm, it, it's sounding good from what I hear. It's really cool that they can go back into a movie and change a key part, a key character, and uh, and make it something that's a little bit more pleasing. Like back in the day, like that wasn't gonna happen. No. Like that'd be like going back and changing out like Bowser to like more of a a Bowser looking character in the Super Mario show. It was totally awful. Totally cool. cheesy. But like going back and like making those changes and making it something that fans really want. Um not to say that the cult classic uh element is would be would be right. wrong to get rid of that, but you know, just that's pretty cool that we can do that to this day. Um now pretty soon we're gonna see Mario step into the role of a movie a live action movie as well. I guess Illumination is doing that one. Um, but Sonic is the first one into the ring uh, with, with this. Um, I'm glad. I'm, I'm happy to see another good video game movie coming out. Now, Pokemon really kicked that off as far as breaking the, the terrible video game movie streak. Yeah, it did. <laughs> um, and I, I mean, I was a fan uh, myself of just like the wizard back in the day. I know it wasn't greatly received. And it wasn't all about Nintendo necessarily. Um, it had its own story to tell. Um, it was really cool at the end. You got to see Mario uh, 3. and It was kind of like the first Nintendo Direct, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> or at least the, the championship uh, that they had. But Never thought of it that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but it's pretty cool that, that Sonic's getting this spotlight right now. And I'm glad we could shine a spotlight on him. Um I've got a lot of fondness for him. Uh, I may not have a lot of, like, canon knowledge about Sonic as far as how they intended him to be. I have a lot of my own feelings and ideas of who Sonic is for my projections growing up. Uh, so I may not be the best to consult for how he's supposed to act and, and be, but I really enjoyed just the look. And, of course, blue is my favorite color, so he's definitely got that going for him. <laughs> Well, um, do you have any think, final thoughts? Yeah, I, I was going to ask, and you sort of already answered this, I think, um, as we're wrapping it up here, and we're getting kind of long. Um, is, is there any particular direction you would like to see that series take? What what would get you to to be a little more interested in it again, um, in that character, in that, in that game series in general? Ooh, that's a good question. I mean, like I said, I'd love to see the RPG again. I'd love to see Chronicles become a thing, a regular thing, but I know that that's not a popular opinion. Um, now, I'm not saying I'm trying to pander to popular opinion, but <laughs> by no means. Uh, but as far as do I want to see a classic Sonic game uh, again, like Sonic Mania? I feel like we finally got that with Sonic Mania. I don't necessarily need to see it again. Um, we didn't touch on it, but there was the crossover where Sonic, old Sonic, met new Sonic and Generations. That was kind of cool to go through both types of gameplay. Um, it was it was a little weird. Like it was great playing the Sonic classic Sonic, but the newer Sonic stuff felt a little off to me. Uh, but you know, I'd love to see another like Sonic Adventure Three would be great. I'd love that absolutely. If they get the the quality they put in there, maybe even better with getting all the bugs and glitches out and just making like the chow garden come back and like have all that stuff to do like he did in the second one, but just build upon that 
and keep Sonic like that that type of character that he is. That would be amazing. I would love a Sonic Adventure three. And I've heard a lot of people like saying, "Please, Sonic Adventure three, that needs to happen. Like, make it happen, Sega." Like, and I don't know, they're they're not the studio that they once were to do all that. Um, and they can build it again. I mean, heck, we're seeing like Retro pulling all these crazy like developers for Metroid. So surely we could see Sega pulling all these crazy developers and stuff like like just so many so much talent into the game to make an awesome sonic adventure game yeah um, as long as they put the time into it like we we got to experience sonic or at least i got to experience sonic and and the director's cut and the uh the the better version with sonic adventure 2 battle and the dx of course the first sonic adventure um i didn't get to experience it the first time around so it'd be really cool to have that experience with a sonic adventure 3 i would love to to get a feel for that and have it on multiple consoles cool that'd be great um, now, if Nintendo got an exclusive, that would be crazy, but I don't expect that at all. Not at all. <laughs> well, I, I think you've you've probably mentioned some of my own answer, um, and I, I do feel like a lot of people saying the same thing. But yeah, I've been wanting what would be I can what I would consider a proper Adventure Three for years. I know some people say that's sort of Sonic 06, but let's just skip that for now. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I feel like it, uh, with all the outcry with it as well, I don't know why they haven't made more of an attempt to go more in, back in that direction, that style. Um, the physics, for one, I don't feel like... I, I'm not a huge fan of the boost mechanic. I feel like you just sort of rocket past things, and I can't... If you just want to turn around, I'm like, oh, I want to go look over in this corner. It feels like Sonic just wants to run forward. Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't... I can't... But, like, in Adventure 1 and 2... You could actually look around. You could go fast. But you could actually move your character in the direction you want him to go mm-hmm. a little better. Um, I don't a little know how less to... on rails and a little more freeform. <laughs> yeah, and I, I miss that. I miss well, yeah, I miss the style of it. That the way um, the way the characters were handled then, I liked it a little bit better. It was cheesy, but there's a few things now that I feel like it's just a little bit too cheesy in a kitty sort of way. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I, I still like, don't hate it. I get that vibe when, um, like, Sonic and and uh, Shadow are exchanging, like, dialogue yeah. about being fakers and things like that. Like, it's kind of like, oh, that's kind of kiddie, but... <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that, and again, the child garden, Um, I feel like I know I'm not the only one that wants that back. I don't know what happened there. It was, like, after Adventure 2, they brought it back in the tiny child gardens and things for a little while, but... After that, they just decided they didn't want it anymore, even though mm-hmm. fans have been <laughs> rooting for it for years now. So I don't quite know what's going on there. It's like they keep just trying the same formula the past several games, even though most people seem to be ready for something new. Yeah, um, and this is a very... Sonic Or redone. Sonic <laughs> has taken the branching much like Metroid has, where you have the 2D Metroid and then you have the 3D Metroid like Prime. And so, like, that's kind of the branch that Sonic has, too. Um, now you have your, your game that's, like, Federation Force that nobody asks for. And that's kind of what we get with Sonic in a lot of ways. It's a lot of Federation Force-style <laughs> games. Or, or, like, something that was poorly executed, like Other M, and some of the story mechanics. I'm, I'm talking yeah. about, you know, Sonic 06 uh, with the Sonic kissing a human or human kissing Sonic or whatever. Like, oh, boy. <laughs> You know, that it's was like, a jump the shark moment. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And so, like, I, I liken Sonic and, and, and Metroid in a lot of ways and, and their directions. Um, now, is that 
going to get a bunch of people upset. Yes, I'm probably going to upset a lot of people by saying that, but I see a lot of similarities with that. In, in a dream world, I would like it to be, maybe I'm showing my age, I would like it to be sort of how it was, how it felt there around when Adventure 2 Battle came out. So yep. like there was the big 3D game that was well done, everyone loved, but there was also the 2D games on uh, on the Game Boy Advance that mm-hmm. were really good. Now, now we could just all have them both on the switch mm-hmm. and i don't think it would feel weird next to each other they could just keep no. it kind of like a mania style so to speak they could they could keep that rolling it with the 3d stuff going at the same time mm-hmm. um I, I don't know i, I don't work on the games <laughs> so <laughs> maybe maybe i'm just throwing a fit over nothing but and i don't see why that would be too difficult but we'll see what happens in the future we might see that 2020 is the year they announced Sonic Adventure 3. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah. I hope so. I hope so. But um, So that brings us to the end of the Sonic Spotlight. Uh, we hope we covered enough uh, of Sonic to satisfy you. I know some of you Sonic fans out there probably know a lot more than we do. Um, and, uh, you know, just pulling from memories. Like, I mean, I've thought of everything. But definitely feel free to, like to call in, to email us, to let us know, like, hey, you know, this is some things I really like about Sonic, and maybe you have nostalgia, Sonic, uh, Nintendo nostalgia, and uh, let us know what, what that looks like. Um, again, like, I, I like some of the weird stuff, like Sonic Spinball and the, the Sonic RPG game, so. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that brings us to the end of the episode. Uh, before we sign out, I do have an email to read, everybody. Um so uh, I'll go ahead and throw that in here. Um, this is from uh, uh, Parker uh, Projaska, I think is his name. Um, it's a thank you letter for being, uh, you know, doing the show and everything. So, uh, so it says, hi, Nintendo Nostalgia. I've been wanting to send you an email for a long time about how much I love your podcast. I started listening to your podcast early on in 2019 when I heard about other people listening to celebrity podcasts, and I was curious if there were any video game podcasts. Your title intrigued me because I am all about nostalgia in my many aspects of my life, and I have been, had been telling my whole family and friends that I was going to get a Wii U since 2015. I never did get around to getting a Wii U, but after seeing all of the games coming to the Switch and listening to your podcast, I got a Nintendo Switch this last November. It has been the best video game purchase I have ever made, I really relate to Jacob a lot with his beliefs and the types of games that he likes. I have two older brothers and a younger sister, which is similar but not exactly the same as Jacob's childhood. Jacob and I are only a a month apart age-wise, so a lot of his stories align with mine at the age he experienced them. I also have a friend who is two years older than me that reminds me of Ryan Black. The similarities go on and on, but I don't want to make this a long email compiled of all the similarities from my life and yours. Your podcast has brought a lot of joy to me, and I thank you for bringing a faith-centered Nintendo podcast when society is pushing in the opposite direction. Since I was late to the party for listening to your podcast, I started listening to all your podcasts in order from the beginning. It was cool hearing what you guys would predict or things you hoped would come out back in 2016 and having the 2019 foresight of it um, was if it was coming or not. I loved listening to your episodes virtually every day, and I look forward to catching up with present-day Jacob, Brian, and sometimes Tom Qualls. And yes, you did spell Tom Qualls correct. Um, the only sad thing about finally catching up was that I could no longer listen to new episodes every day. On a somewhat unrelated note, I also love the Donkey Kong Country games. My favorite Donkey Kong Country is uh, DK3. Um, I know that makes me an outsider, but I love that game. It is actually one of my top five favorite games of all time, and it is the most undoubtedly due to 
nostalgia. I could go into more detail, but this email is long enough. I know I am a complete stranger, but on more recent news, I hope everything works out between Jacob and his wife. I don't know exactly what is going on between them, but I pray that things can be resolved. My wife and I went through therapy and resolved some of our issues and came out stronger than ever. I hope I am not overstepping boundaries, but I don't want anyone to think that they are alone and that something is a lost cause. I hope to hear back from you guys, but I understand if you don't. Thank you for sharing your life and showing me that there are more people just like me because most of my friends don't like to get back and play older games. Thank you, Parker. Thank you so much, Parker. That's really touching to know like that you started and listen, you connect with us. And that's so cool that you have similar walks in, in life with Jacob and, and you have a, a sibling that's similar to me. And um, it's really cool to hear your story. Thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you for opening up to us. We really appreciate you. And, uh, you know, and maybe in the future we'll have you on for some of your own nostalgia um, and some games like maybe we'll have a do a revisit or I don't know if we even visit it yet, but of Donkey Kong Country 3. I may even have you on for that episode because uh, I know that Jacob and, and I uh, don't hold the biggest uh, nostalgia for it, but I know I haven't even played it enough, but it's really cool to know that you uh, that you really like that. And that's that's cool. I thought nobody in the world really liked it that much. And that's really cool that there are there are people out there that can really vouch for it and i'll, I'll even give it a chance you know i'll, I'll even play it uh, and and we can discuss it uh, before we have that episode if you want to be on if not you're not comfortable with it cool um but the offer is extended to uh anybody who has big nostalgia for the games that that maybe we we haven't really covered or or not really expertise on so but thank yeah, you so I'd... much for writing in yeah, thanks for writing in. And yeah, you're allowed to like Donkey Kong Country 3 the best here. <laughs> I can I can understand that actually. It's it's not my favorite, but I I do actually where you're coming from. Um especially like near the end of that game, I feel like it gets even better. Like the rocket barrel level um was pretty sweet. But yeah, yeah, that one's a good one. Hmm. Thank you so much. And, and and anybody can can call in or email us and we'll we'll definitely love to read you on your message on the show. Um, if you if you don't want to, just let us know that you don't want that on the show. Like you want to keep it private. That's cool. Um, but thank you so much for sharing, uh, Parker, and we appreciate it. All right, that brings us to the end of the episode. Um, you can find us at Nintendo Village, thenintendovillage.com/slash Nintendo Nostalgia. You can listen to our podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Nintendo NOS. On our Twitter at Nintendo underscore NOS. You can find us on our Instagram at Nintendo NOSIN. Shoot us an email at NintendoNostalgiaIN at gmail.com. You can call in to the Nostalgia Hotline. It is open right now. Share your memories and show us some love at 317-969-5690. Guys, that brings us to the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you next week. Later, Preston. With incredible speed, I'm moving my feet.
Blue Hedgehog Sonic With incredible speed I'm moving my feet 